Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And on today's menu, we have a full meal. We will be serving (laughs) tea with the meal. We will be serving sauce. And the main course of today's meal, a giant bowl of grapes of the variety Sour. Thank you for joining us at the Game of Roses restaurant. Wow. Love that intro. (laughs) Y'all, in case you couldn't tell from that poem, this is a digging deeper today. This is where we bring you all of the best clips around the nation. We have the wonderful Dark Seeker listening to all of the grapes, all of the sauce, all of the tea, and funneling it into one beautiful smoothie for us to drink. And we have so much going on in the nation, in the sauce wars right now, especially with what's going on in Paradise with the suitcase and the Aya Canetti's farting up the boom boom room. So today we've got clips that address all of this stuff. We've got stuff from Almost Famous with guest Jared Aya Canetti. They're going to be talking about some behind-the-scenes stuff of their experience in Paradise. We've got stuff from Bachelor Party with Wells Adams. He's talking about some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, with specific regard to Sally's suitcase and the whole story of the producer. We've got stuff with uh, Aaron Clancy on clickbait. I mean, you know, anytime we even say clickbait, I don't need to say anymore. You're going to get your groceries, all right? It's going to be amazing. You're going to get your groceries. (laughs) Off the vine. (laughs) has delivered some incredibly serious stuff that needs to be addressed that is absolutely mandatory listening with uh, Ultimate Viking Clayton Eckerd and Susie Evans where they're discussing the effect of the show on their relationship. With the great one. with Yeah, with one of the great ones. With the other great one. T-O-G-O. <laughs> the Togo. Wait, T-O-G-O? The other great oh. one. <laughs> She's the actual great one. Okay. Your great one is like said with, you know, yes. sarcasm. Well, speaking of my great one, then we also have clips from <laughs> the Vial Files. We have clips from two episodes of the Vial Files, three episodes of the Vial Files. And we have clips from All Good Things with J- Jason Nash with guests, the great one, my great one, MGO. All of these great one clips are about paradise they're about him wanting to be a host they're about a wide variety of topics and you have to know Mm -hmm. that all these clips are from the time that he's promoting his new book that just came out so he's trying to get maximum value out of parasocial response for whatever the fuck he's saying on all of these different podcasts yes he's probably been saving these little pieces of tea for this moment to try to get some headlines get some buzz Yes, his exposure has never been higher. He was on fucking Good Morning America. 
promoting this book. What he says about what The Bachelor would think about his book, I screamed. I screamed. Yeah. Which, by the way, wrong. Nobody in The Bachelor (laughs) cares about his book. But we will get to it, and and I will deliver a more nuanced uh, reaction at that time. But we're going to round out today's Digging Deeper with a clip from Higher Learning, in which... Rachel Lindsay delivers some fucking insane tea about what happened on uh, season 21 of The Bachelor. That was, of course, the great one season, Nick Vial, and she was a player in it. She delivers some incredible tea about another player and why she got eliminated in week four. So we hope that you will enjoy this episode of Digging Deeper. All right, we start now with that Almost Famous podcast. The guest on Almost Famous podcast this week, Jared Iaconetti. This is from October 4th. In this first clip, Jared and Ashley give us a behind-the-scenes look at their initial reactions to being asked to be on sand by the producers. Here we go. We needed a break, and we had the opportunity, thankfully, which was uh, such a surprise to us both, that they wanted us to come to paradise and give us exactly that. Some time to ourselves, some time to really go on a date, enjoy each other's company, and really just start dating each other once again. But also they asked us. That's the <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. That's They're why like, I said to our surprise. Us, so of course we don't say no. To our surprise, they asked if we wanted to go to paradise. Yeah. We and we like, were scared. We were like, oh my God, what are they going to do to us? And then Jared was like, they're not going to do scared. anything you to us. Scared. We've been a couple for so long. And like, we're one of the few standing franchise they couples. Want, yeah, they want their couples, <laughs> however ever many couples they have left, they want them to stay together. I was Another like, one. they're going to bring other couples there. Oh, yeah. And they're going to, and crazy, crazy things are going to go down. I This clip personifies to me why Ashley I is one of the great ones, why she is still in the conversation to this day. She is whip smart. Yeah. Her first reaction is, what are they going to do to us? She knows exactly (laughs) what this shit is all about. And you find out what they do to them. They play them as fools. This was a fool couple for sure. Farting all around. Uh, Jared's too tired to have sex. He's got to go out every fucking five minutes and have a conversation with Wells Adams about have you fucked or not yet. It's Absolutely absurd what they did to them. They did do something to them, even though Highbond maintains they did not. Mm-hmm. And they even used uh, the the full edit that they built that narrative in one of their casting cards about Ash- Ashley Iconetti smelling bad. It looks like the reaction in the nation to this appearance was not good. People were not happy. And Ashley actually recognizes it. She tweeted last yesterday or the night before it's over, guys! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. She's like, I know everyone's sending me hate. It's over. There's gonna be no more of us. Like, they did get a negative edit. Absolutely. Not only did they get a negative edit, they got too much of an edit. I think if the producers would have like yes. carved it down a little bit, have them come in. Hi, we're this old couple. Show them going into the boom boom room and having a good time. Just show the fucking thing that's like, we're back. We had sex. Don't do the seven minute 57 thing. Make it an actual romantic evening because what they showed was the opposite, in my opinion, of what they were trying to go for. They wanted it to be like this married couple has been 
you know, working hard on their business. They've been raising a kid. They haven't had time for the romance that they once had. Certainly not the romance that they had when they were on the beach the first time, or not necessarily the romance they had <laughs> then. It didn't go that way for them. But you know, they they haven't had a chance to get to that point where it's just them together focused on each other because their married life has been taking up too much time and effort. So give them the opportunity to have the romance again. We don't get to see any of that. We see farting. We see falling asleep early. It's all of these kind of jokey things. No, we only get that one beach scene where they're both crying to each other, but that was maybe one-tenth of their screen time. Yeah. We had the farting thing last through multiple portions. And... You know, it just proved that Jared was wrong and Ashley was the correct amount of paranoid when Jared's like, they're not going to do anything to us. And Ashley's like, they're going to bring other couples. They're going to whatever. She didn't see that they would be getting this (laughs) too much screen time edit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel bad for them in a little bit of a way, but also it's like, I can't feel too bad for them because the franchise has essentially given them their entire life, you know? their cafe that they have, the fact that they're married and have a kid, mm-hmm. obviously. None of that happens without the show. Ashley I. Kennedy is not Ashley I. Kennedy without the show. And I'm not taking any way, anything away from her as a player. She is fantastic. One of the greatest that ever fucking lived, certainly. But, uh, you know, she knows where her bread is buttered. And these good fence players can do that. Mm-hmm. They can talk tea every once in a while, but... She said we can't say no. Exactly. Exactly. Very Hunger Games, Ian. Yeah. because well, they also, do own us forever. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that they do say no. Do they still get the guests on Almost Famous that they get? If you cross mm. the producers, there will be retribution. She is aware of that. So anytime you enter, enter into a bargain with the devil, you got to read the fucking small print and, and really make the decision, do I sign here or not? And obviously, they did. So let's move on to the second clip from this same show, Almost Famous with guests Jared A. Kennedy. In this second clip, Ashley corrects Jared on his inaccurate use of a very important piece of the gore lexicon. Here we go. Yeah, Victoria F. They obviously wanted to do that. They wanted a big name. Yeah. Someone that was going to really stir the pot after night one. Because we've both been down there day one. There's a certain camaraderie you have when you're sand one or whatever no. the hell. Whatever first, first sand. First sand, whatever they call it, right? <laughs> Welcome to the pit. Sand one is like the Star Wars spin-off of Bachelor Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a a weird spy espionage thing set in paradise. That's uh it's all about the people who work in the uh the resort. I c- I love this. She knows it's called First Sand. I don't know how the information gets to her. I don't know if she listens to our show or not. Somebody does who's in her circle of friends. Mm-hmm. She was adamant about this. It's first sand, Jared. She was adamant about the proper use of the lexicon. We can't thank you enough, Ashley. I love this conversation. You know, we've been trying to get our lexicon into the show. This is show adjacent. And it also, it's just part of this wonderful dynamic between the two of them that I I could have seen going such a different way of like, he's just kind of like the pretty face. She's the one who like knows everything and is, pretty eccentric. Um, I just feel like they could have given them so much more to work with than what they did. Speaking of sand one, the, the Yoda conversation was horrible. There was no need for it. But this also speaks that Yoda conversation is a very good example. I think maybe the primary example of at least in their treatment of the Iaconetti's on sand 
it's an example of the producers not understanding comedy at all. Anything yeah. that's just like out of the purview of their very rote, like, okay, you meet, you go on a date, you raise a love level, you do a PTC, whatever. Anything that's outside of that, they're like, oh, that's comedy. Throw it in. Like an attempt at comedy is not fucking comedy. If it's bad and not funny, <laughs> it's actually worse than not having it in the show. And I don't think these producers understand that at all. I don't get the sense that these producers are funny people in any way. <laughs> I think they're like their primary motivation is re is uh, punishment of these players who wrong them. That seems to be it, and the destruction of their leads. What do you think the funniest part of the show is? For me, the funniest part so far is probably Rapini. He says some really funny shit. That thing he was talking about not being able to breathe and the how oxygen reduces inflation and shit. Like, oh uh, yeah, reduces inflation. Yeah, that was so good. I don't know if that's real or not, or if he's just making that up like to be funny. But whatever the case, it's funny. Like that's a funny fucking dude, in my opinion. It's always a good strategy, you know. We'll never forget when uh, Kiara said, what was it? Uh, lingery. Yeah, li sexy lingery. It's always good to put a little spin on a word. Absolutely. Add a little space. Speaking of spice, we're going to now move on to Bachelor Party with guest Wells Adams. In this first clip, the bartender of Paradise explains his function as the bartender. Here we go. It's harder for cast members to truly trust a producer because they have sure. a motivation to, you know, make a television show. For me, like, I totally understand where these people are coming from. I was on the show. I understand like the trepidations that you have going in there and, and the anxieties of how it's going to look afterwards. And, uh, I truly am like looking out for everyone's best interest. And so I feel like it's a lot easier for them to come to me to be like, Hey, so this is how I'm feeling. What do you think I should do? And yada, yada, yada. Here, Wells Adams is angling <laughs> for his own dark lordship. I mean, this is just a straight lie. This is not even sauce. This is a blatant fucking lie. I don't know what the next level after sauce is. This is that. This is unreal. This is the sauciest thing I've ever heard Wells Adams say. I'm truly looking out for everyone's best interests. Yeah. Oh, what? oh, you were looking out for Sally Carson's best interest when you agreed to do a whole sketch about her locking a producer in a trunk for four hours and then did a puppet show with a small suitcase doing a bad Mr. Hanky from South Park. What? Like, he's obviously a producer. He's making produced segments. He's participating in scripted scenes. Correct. And this strange doublespeak that he's doing where he's like, I get it. It's hard to trust a producer. That's why I'm there. Trust me. Yeah, you are the producer. Uh, you're at least the mouthpiece. You're doing everything they want you to do. And you're telling them any information you're getting from players is going right back to the producers. This was chilling for me to hear from Wells Adams. It's on camera. It, maybe the first season, maybe he wasn't a producer, but he has certainly been a producer for years. And they have all these people go talk to him to have these conversations that they won't have with other cast members and they don't want to be in an ITM. Yeah. When he says it's a lot easier for them to trust me, it's a lot easier for them to believe the illusion of trust exists with Wells Adams. Uh, they can't trust him. Uh, and by the way, anybody going into paradise, if you're listening to this, don't trust Wells Adams. <laughs> It's no. not, this is a lie. Um, you can't trust any of these what? people. He's making this shit up. Like, 
or he's not making it. He says the producer told him, but he's not fact checking. He's not like, I don't want to misrepresent this woman. Exactly correct. Nor does he care. He's just saying whatever they tell him to say. It's unreal to me that he would, he can't think this. Like, I think he knows in this moment he's lying. He has to know that. Don't you think? Yeah, he has to. I mean, he has to walk this super fine line and we see him trying to navigate it here. But it's just like, I really liked Wells when he was on JoJo's season. And I was like, I want to see more of this character. Like, I thought he was really, I don't know. He seemed very genuine. And now it's just like, he's a dark lord now. No, he's not, though. I mean, this is the the truth of it is. Wells Adams is never going to be a dark lord. No, he's not. Wells Adams is a tragic figure in our beloved game, and I think he will be remembered as such. Like you're saying, he came in in Joe's season. We all liked him. He was kind of the innocent guy. He was the smaller guy amidst giants on that season, just super bodybuilders. Skinny next to Mad Chad. Exactly. And he wants and has always wanted to be a host. He has or had a radio show. He has done podcasts. He wants to be a host. He tried out for it last season as a guest celebrity, quote unquote, host. Yeah. The problem is, and I mean, this is just, I think, objectively true, but it's also my opinion. So please take it as such. He's not a host. He doesn't have that thing that's like, oh, you can command a show. I don't think he has the, the ability to do it properly. So this is as close as he's going to get. He's never going to elevate beyond the bartender of paradise, at least not in the Bachelor franchise. I know he's hosting that pizza competition show or whatever. We'll see if that leads to other things. But in the Bachelor world, he's never going to be the host. He's going to be the bartender. And that's as close as he gets. I mean, they're never going to replace Jesse Palmer. They're like, it was a huge risk replacing Chris Harrison. Yeah. If it works and people aren't up in arms about it, you're keeping that person as long as you can. Yeah, exactly. So I think he is he's in that world in this kind of like pseudo host capacity, but nonetheless the darkness seeps into you, even at that level, because you're dealing with these producers. You're seeing how they fuck people over. You're complicit in the fucking over of those people. You're the one doing the puppet shows. That's what I mean. It's Yeah. And so I think for him... At least I'm going to always remember him as somebody who like wanted to be a full dark lord, but all he got was the darkness, no lordship. And that to <laughs> me is, it's a tragic figure. I don't know. To me, he is. I look at him and I, I am sad when I see Wills Adams now. It is a tragic figure because he is, he is behind this bar and the bar is his prison. Like he can't elevate himself. Exactly. He's tried. And now he's doing these skits. In wigs. They're turning him into a fool. And I don't think he sees that either. It It's like that. They would never have Dark Lord Palmer in a fucking wig running around making funny voices and shit like that. I, look, I wanted them to do that. I wanted them to do that on the tulip date. And he would just be all the bystanders and different characters. But they're not. I see why they would never do that to Dark Lord. He's elevated. It's prestige. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's move on to the second clip from the same bachelor party with Wells Adams. 
in the second clip, Wells deflects culpability with regard to the Sally story. Here we go. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. We have to talk about Sally, who we have not seen yet, but we've seen her luggage and her vibrator, allegedly. Did that whole story really happen, like from start to end, as you told it? Like, is that true? Well, I can say this. This that story is the story that we heard from the producer that went okay. there. Okay. Now, how embellished that story was, <laughs> I do not know. But that was the story that we were told in Mexico, being relayed the information from the producer. He's dancing this fine, fine, thin little fence, this fine line. Between being like, obviously it wasn't, I was exaggerating. And he's like, well, this is what I was told by the producer. I'm just doing my job. Yeah. I'm just saying exactly what they tell me to say. (laughs) Is it true? (laughs) That's not up to me. And I don't care. (laughs) That's not up to me. And I don't care. It's unreal. Well, that's what the producer told me. Then you go ask the producer and it's like, well, some other producer told me that's what I should say. And it's just an endless circle of someone lying to me, but it's my job to uphold the lie. I mean, that is essentially how The Bachelor works. Is any of it true? No. But where does it stop? Where did the lie begin? Is there anybody that we can find accountable for any of this? Absolutely not, because it's a circle of people deflecting blame. And the person on camera saying the lie is the one that you're going to come after first, which is what happens here. Juliet Lipman is point blank asking him, did the Sally thing actually happen? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody told me it did. People tell me that they get locked in trunks all the time, and I believe them. Yeah, got to believe what people tell you. Believe producers. <laughs> Not enough people believe producers. Yeah, come on, producers these days. So... That is Wells Adams. That's how he's handling this Sally thing. Now we're going to move on to a little bit of sauce for you. A little bit. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sauce. We're about to get into that juicy sauce pot known as clickbait. These clips come from clickbait on October 6th with guests, Aaron Clancy, the superstar of paradise. In this first clip, <laughs> grocery store delivers unto us his opinions on the difference between having a good experience in paradise or a bad one. This is some fascinating shit. It is. You you might even get full off of just the sauce here in this one clip. You might not even need the main course of the sour grapes coming later because this one's going to fill you up. Here we go. If you want to hear that clip, and believe me, you do, and the rest of this episode, including a final clip that comes from Higher Learning, in which Rachel Lindsay divulges some very interesting tea from Bachelor Season 21. That was when she was a player on Nick Vial season. If you want to hear all of that, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to all this episode. You're going to get access to every episode we've ever done of the Digging Deepers. And even way back, we did some like history of certain things like producers. We did some all-star season recaps like Caitlin Bristow's all-star season. whole bunch of stuff in there. We also have our live shows that you get access to that we do 30 minutes before every game night where we answer questions and we talk about what we're expecting from that night's big game. And you're also going to get access to our Discord where if you want to, you can submit a scream in audio format 
and we play those on our This Week in Bachelor Nation. So we hope to see you very soon in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit, you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit, you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the... 
tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. (laughs) <laughs> and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Mm 